0: Strong men create good times. Good times create soft men. And soft men create hard times. This is a quote that's been floating around the internet in memes and podcasts. And you see it more and more over the last couple of years, especially in a lot of the self-development, self-improvement circles. And I think you also probably would expect it from a lot of sort of right-wing or libertarian political thinkers. According to the almighty Google, this quote comes from a 2016 novel called Those Who Remain by author G. Michael Hopf. Now, I haven't read this book. I don't plan to read this book. So I can't tell you uh, if Hopf believes this himself or perhaps it's just one of his characters that is more cynical and says this kind of thing. I want to talk about this quote today because I believe it is actually a very dangerous quote. Now, a quote in a book is a quote in a book, but to take a quote like this and and believe it, to subscribe to it, to see the world through this kind of lens, it's very toxic. In fact, I believe it is spiritually destructive if taken too far, and it dispossesses us. And when I say dispossesses us, I mean to subscribe to a quote, an outside idea, and make it part of your identity, in fact, robs you of your power to formulate your own identity, your own better life for yourself. So I just wanted to take a few minutes to walk through this line of thinking, explain why it's important to you as a listener or a viewer of this show, as someone who is interested in self-development, and at the end, I'll provide you with an alternative quote. Now, I'm kind of suspicious of subscribing to quotes or making quotes part of our life generally, but We'll use this quote to sort of end off our discussion so stay tuned for that but first and foremost i would say if you personally find yourself amidst hard times it is not in your best interest to blame other people and that's the first thing that this quote does but i would say that when we are tempted to blame the problems of the world and to blame our personal problems on others we can reframe that in fact as an invitation to take a greater personal responsibility in our life and to become mindful of how we react to our negative experiences. All right, so this quote, hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. Soft men, whoever they are, wherever they are, are to be blamed for all these problems we see around us. War, plague, famine, crime, homelessness, violence, you name it. We can blame the soft men. And when we talk about soft men, I imagine we're talking about the sort of men who have allowed government tyranny, who have allowed wars, started wars. Perhaps it's the kind of men who don't stick around to provide for their family, who don't keep themselves in shape and are walked on by Other soft men, other evil men, other hard men, perhaps. Do the hard men get any blame in this? It it, it seems like a very simplistic binary, doesn't it? So you're not to blame for the problems in your life and the problems that you see. I'm not to blame because I'm not soft. I don't consider myself soft. Here's the catch. You are now, by believing that the soft men are to blame, you are now invited or guilted or persuaded into wondering, well, am I a soft man too? And this is the beginning of a very, very unhelpful and toxic line of thinking. First and foremost, haven't times always been hard? These horrible scenes of violence that we see on the news are not new. So this idea that things are now worse than they used to be, this is a recipe for you to become depressed, afraid, cynical, suspicious. So things are getting worse. They're worse than they've ever been. And it's either your fault or it's the fault of somebody that you can't control. At what point now are we invited to become empowered, to become responsible for our own life. This is the kind of thinking that takes us away from the task of building a better life and of feeling positive and optimistic about going forward. And let's not forget, that's what this podcast is trying to do. This is my way of encouraging myself and possibly others that to take control of ourselves, to take responsibility for our thoughts and our actions, is going to start us down that road towards a better life, towards a more authentic experience of being who we really are. So let me offer you then an alternative viewpoint. If you're using social media or if you're watching the news to get your current events, to stay up to date on the horrors of the world, right? Whether that's right there in your own backyard, homelessness, pandemic, illness, plague, violence, or it's larger global issues like what we're seeing in the Middle East, what we're seeing in Russia and the Ukraine. And as a result of taking in this sort of information, you find... It's taking a toll on your mental health now. You're depressed, you're cynical, you're suspicious. You find yourself saying, well, the world is not a good place. It's not a nice place. It's a place where I need to protect myself. I need to be afraid. I need to point to a boogeyman and blame them for the problems. You have to, at some point, ask yourself, is this really what I want? When I talk about dispossession, this is completely what I'm talking about. We are dispossessed. We no longer have control or responsibility over the way we think and feel, at least to some extent. You're allowing external ideas like bad news or like pithy little quotes to come into your mental ecosystem, your mental atmosphere, and change things and make you focus on negativity. Now, of course, you yourself may live in a war zone. You may live in poverty. You may know somebody who's going through an illness, homelessness, abuse. This podcast may not be in this moment geared towards you and I'm not here to tell anybody how to think and feel about their experiences. But if you're like me and you're living in peacetime, in a prosperous country, at least in a manageable political and economic climate, why then choose to let the horrors of the world come inside you and change how you feel about the world and yourself? Why should the unending despair and destruction and violence become a part of your being, especially if it's taking you away from focusing on your own daily life and your own desires and your own dreams, your own goals, your own future. I'd like to recite to you now a quote from St. Augustine. He said, bad times, troubling times, this men are saying, let our lives be good and the times are good. We make our times such as we are, such are the times. To me, this opens up the door to positivity. This opens up the door to resisting that dispossession. It flips that quote that we started with completely on its head. And it says, the times, you can say they're hard, or you can say they're easy, or you can say they're good. But that is completely reliant upon your lived experience. Now, I should mention that this quote from St. Augustine goes on to say, the world is evil and it's men that make it evil. So he, in fact, he ends up saying sort of the same thing, but... This, to me, then highlights the problem with living our life based on quotations. Let's talk, though, about the first part of St. Augustine's sermon. And again, I'm not pushing a religious agenda. I just wanted to bring forth this idea. Why exactly he said these things or what motivated him to say it is less important so much as what he actually says, the greater point that he's making here. We... Are the times. To me, there's nothing more empowering than that sentence. We are the times, at least when it comes to this subject that we're on. Sure, you want to be aware of what's going on in the world. I can't tell you that that's right or wrong. Personally, I do less and less of it. And I understand that an understanding of history and an understanding of current events is necessary to understand the way things are. But if the way things are is taking a toll on your mental health, consider flipping the script for one minute and say, sure. Outside of me, there seems to be things that really I don't want to look at or think at or I feel sympathy towards. But how about my own times? How are the times for me? How are my times? Become possessed. Resist that dispossession and say, I now have the ability to choose how my times are going to be, how my life is going to be, how my lived experience is going to be. If I'm not in control about how I feel about my own life, and who is. When you choose to focus on your own abilities, on the positive, the material, what is real within you that you can work on, small as it may be, when you begin to take on the task of self-development, of pursuing who you are authentically, and when we come mindfully to the moment and realize that our responsibility, at least in my mind, is to take control and begin to work on what we can do today, taking those daily, hourly steps towards the goals that we have. By doing this, pursuing this sort of authentic form of living, the horrors of the world have less and less place inside you. There's less room for them to go when you become the mission and your times become good. So if you are working on self-development, you do want to improve your mental health, let this way of thinking be a tool or a guide for you. I'm not saying to adopt it as your own personal philosophy, but think about it. Your times will be as hard as you allow them to be. Even when we are acted upon by evil or malice or, or bad luck, misfortune, we still have the responsibility and the ability to focus on how we respond to it, how we react to it, and whether or not we let that evil come inside us and begin to corrupt us from within. These large, uncontrollable, massive, global issues, war, pandemic, homelessness, crime, violence, abuse, they don't shrink because you choose to focus on them. Now, I would never say there's nothing you can do, but by staring at them and letting them take up residence within you, they in fact only get bigger. But on the other hand, they can take up less and less room within your being when you choose to focus on what you are, pursuing an authentic form of living, aiming towards a better life, a future, perhaps a family or a legacy, or simply just putting yourself first in your own life and making your times as good as possible. So, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for considering this point. Until we speak again, please say it with me. Better is possible.